to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Faith. Hello, just me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have some confidence when you introduce yourself. Be like, the one and only. Uh, It was originally supposed to be Hillary and Faith, but... um, Hillary Hillary is a a busy little bee. She's a busy little bee. She is a gainfully employed... Uh, young adult, woman, <laughs> as I call her, uh, and she could not be with us, but that is okay. Um, how are you? How's your day going so far? Uh, doing good, doing good. Um, yeah, nothing much so far. Just walked over here. It was like it was just hot enough that I broke kind of a sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, but not, not horrible, not unpleasant. It's been real gross in the city, you guys. Yeah. There was like a huge, I mean, I think it was last time you were recording. There was like those huge thunderstorms Massive storm. Yeah. Charles was over here and let the thunder scared the shit out of us. That broke the heat a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. It was nice and cool last night. I had my window open, thought about sleeping on the roof, but it didn't. Weird. Have you done that before? No, I just feel like it would be fun. Oh, all right. Um, maybe like camp. Would you like put up a tent or would you just... I mean, I wouldn't put up a tent. Probably have like a... Mm, do I have a sleeping bag? I, I, I can't answer that for you. <laughs> <laughs> Only you can know if you have a sleeping bag or not. I used to. And then that was a couple moves ago that I'm certain I had. I, so that happens knows? to me. Like the more I move, the more I'm like, do I still have that thing? <laughs> or did I pitch it in the move? Yeah. Uh, and the answer is I usually pitched it. Guys, hello. You're listening to Light Trees and News. It's Friday for you. It's <laughs> totally Friday for you. Uh, did you know that we are a 100% listener-supported show? It's, it's true. freaking true. It's true news. Uh, and if you go to lighttreason.news, hit that donate button. You can keep us going. Otherwise, uh, we can't keep bringing you new episodes, and that would suck. Uh, and I wanted to thank, oh no, let me get his name, because I don't really promote my Patreon as much as I used to, just because I've been very busy. I want to start doing that more again. Mm-hmm. It's but a good Patreon. You put good stuff on there. Thank you so People much. People can ask questions. You can ask questions. Uh, there's like hangouts. Yep. Oh, Matt. Matt just signed up at the $10 a month level. Uh, speaking of the hangouts... The $10 a month members over there get to do the online hangout. So, Matt, I hope you can join us for the next one. And then our newest Light Trees and News troublemaker is Catherine. And, Catherine, I emailed you. Please check your email because I want to know if you Are want... Are these the... Des- I haven't seen these Desi Have calendars. you not? I have not. You've okay. had them for, like, so long. You check oh them my out. God. Um, I now have these one, two, amazing. three, four, five, six Desi calendars left for the next people who sign up. <laughs> At lighttreason.news, doesn't matter what level you sign up at, you get the Desi calendar. So if you don't know, incredible. (laughs) If you don't know who Desi is, uncensored reaction. (laughs) No, this is my uncensored reaction to seeing it for the first time. Because Desi is like very provocatively posed (laughs) in some of them. It would be funny if I like pixelated his crotch. Um, (laughs) But if you don't know who Desi is, he's my little uh, fat cat. And sassy little tuxedo cat. He is. And oh he my and Penny, God. my other little cat, are the unofficial mascots. I mean, they can be the this official mascots of Light Trees and News. I you don't know. You guys should all sign up right now. Thank you so much, Faith. I'm paying Faith. I'm just like throwing <laughs> money at her to say all of this. Um, but yeah, please do that because I, we've gotten a lot of nice messages about all of the, the funny bits we do and the guests I interview. But this is my full-time job. It's a five days a week podcast and I do everything on my own. So you, you have good guests. You had, you had fucking Clark Kent and Jan Brewer. Thank those you are so much. Those were gets guys. <laughs> if you missed both of those, I feel sorry for you. Go back, go listen to them. What are you doing? Uh, and if you haven't done so already, please go subscribe to the show and rate us on iTunes. Uh, and on that note, Faith, let's talk yes. about pop culture stuff. Yes. Since we are in the pop culture section. If you're new to Light Trees and News, here's how the show works. It's three parts. Pop culture, bad news, but don't worry, good news follows. 
So um, let's start with this Refinery29 article. I know. Do you want me to rage destroy all of your equipment in like the first five minutes? Please don't destroy (laughs) my measly possessions. Let's go after the... No, don't threaten people, Allison. Um, (laughs) Let's not attack anyone. So the Refinery29 article headline, column headline, is a week in New York City... On $25 an hour. First of all, $25 an hour is very good. That's a very good job. It's a really nice salary. I could live on that easy. Like, it's that's good shit. For sure. So, first great point. But then, what they eventually had to edit the... uh, (laughs) the I love that they had to add it because everyone was so mad. There was like a popular popular uprising on Twitter about this (laughs) fucking thing. So... It turns out when you read the article, she's not just living on $25 an hour. She's also getting a $1,000 monthly allowance from her mom and dad. Allowance. And then that's also, not, they're, yeah, they're paying for all of her bills, yeah. her rent, which is $2,100. So she's essentially receiving three to 4000 from her parents and then I think a month. Also, her grandparents or her, well, like, her parents sent her, give her $800 and her grandfather gives her 300 I and think. then she was like, hashtag blessed. <laughs> oh, God, it's so gross. So anyway, uh, they eventually had to edit the headline to a week in New York City on $25 an hour and a $1,000 monthly allowance because <laughs> it's a minor detail to leave I mean, out look of that guys, headline. Have I had an allowance before? Yeah. Sure. It was 25 cents a week mm-hmm. and I was in middle school. <laughs> yeah. And you probably had to do like chores and stuff to get that. Um, so... <laughs> It's just insufferable if you read, like, what she's spending her money on. Um, so she lives in a one-bedroom, one-den apartment. The total rent is $4,000. <laughs> her share is $2,000, but still. Um, she has a sugared and bronzed pass. Um, That's a sugaring and tanning. So sugaring yes. is in, like removing hair like a waxing and then tanning and her budget for that is forty dollars her equinox membership is two hundred dollars so like listen no shade you know people need to take care of themselves uh they need to you know be physically active and all of that but to present this woman as though she's like a typical New York City experience. Yeah. Like the people at Refinery29 got very defensive and responded in a really bad way when they were called out about this because they were like, well, we feature all different types of writers at Refinery29. And it's like, cool, but you have to know the climate is ripe right now for people to hate this. Piece. Yeah. And I I believe that they published it because they knew it would garner a strong reaction. A lot, a lot of hate. A lot of hate. I think they were looking for hate clicks and then they got a little more hate than they wanted and then they got very defensive about it. But it's like, this is fucking absurd. This is almost like someone wrote this as a joke. Mm -hmm. So you have to know people are going to be pissed about it. And also, it's not like people weren't going to pick up on it immediately because all of us do math constantly on our heads about our own bills. Yes. Like... Exactly. You see that float across Twitter and your immediate reaction is going to be like, wait, that doesn't match up with the numbers in my head. Right. And I mean, uh, so many of the expenses like Netflix, Spotify, Amazon, she's like zero dollars because I'm on my parents' account. And it's like, (laughs) fuck. Uh, It's so painful to read. But yeah, I mean, if you get called out on it, there are a, a variety of ways you could respond to it without casting really and I don't want to get into it because it's like really petty Twitter drama that I don't think anyone's interested in not even in the people who it involves but don't hurl personal accusations at people when someone like lightly critiques the content of your website mm-hmm. maybe not the best way to respond to a scandal if you want to call this a scandal I mean also I'm going to say I'm fine with people give, being given money for existing as long as everybody gets that. Right. Like as long as we all get universal basic income, <laughs> right. I'm not mad. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's the inequality that's the issue. Exactly. Like if we I'm not sad that she can pay her bills. Equinox passes. I'm <laughs> fine with it. Uh, yeah. That's all I'm. That's my one demand during the revolution. I'm going to be like, <laughs> I want my Equinox passed. Just like sugar me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And rip my hair out. Uh, yikes. Ow. <laughs> So I also wanted to talk about Matt Groening um, and his ongoing quest to destroy all of my fond childhood memories. 
Matt Groening is the creator of The Simpsons and has been responding in a famously awful way to the criticism of Apu, one of the oldest characters on The Simpsons, Mm -hmm. who is uh, an Indian immigrant who runs the Quickie Mart and is voiced by Hank Azaria in a wildly racist voice that was like passable in the early 90s, but now that... I mean, mostly passable because nobody fucking listen to minorities back then sure and i'm sure like indian people and indian american people watching it were like the fuck uh but white people watching the simpsons and you know other racial minorities who are not indian uh watched it and for a long time it just got a pass but now that people are a little more woke there's been a call to um get rid of apu as a character and I would say it's well past the time to do that. Um, Hari, uh, who's a very uh, funny uh, comedian, had a documentary about it where he explained, like, why uh, Apu's racist. Um, You don't have to do that much research, guys, to find out why Apu is racist. I mean, you pretty much just have to watch an episode. Well, there's that, but also there's been so much written about it and said Mm -hmm. about it. Anytime I tweet about this, I have one person who has been following me for, I don't know the fuck how long... And they're like, can you explain to me why Apu's racist? And I'm like, first of all, no, because I value my time. Uh, Secondly, Google it. Yeah. Do the bare minimum research required of a so-called ally to educate themselves. Mm-hmm. Just want everything spoon-fed to you. It's gross. Anyway, <laughs> so Matt Groening uh, was speaking to the New York Times recently. Did he double down, Allison? <laughs> <laughs> he specifically was talking about uh, Hari, uh, Hari's The Problem with Apu. And what he thinks of criticism that Apu is a racist caricature. And he said, there is the outrage of the week and it comes and goes. For a while it was, believe it or not. W-E-E-K, right? (laughs) Okay, because I was about to say, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. For a while it was, believe it or not, kids were stealing quarters out of their mother's purses in order to go to the video arcade. And that was going to bring down civilization. (laughs) No one even remembers that because that lasted a week. I think particularly right now, people feel so aggrieved and crazed and powerless that they're picking the wrong battles. First of all, to to compare the kids these days are doing crazy shit to like, hey, excuse me, this is super racist. Like, that's such a false equivalent. It's a complete false equivalent. It doesn't make sense. Um, He also said, I agree politically with 99% of the things that Hari believes, we just disagree on Apu. So we just disagree on racism. I love the character and I would hate for him to go away. I'm sorry that the Simpsons would be criticized for having an Indian character that because of our extraordinary popularity, I expected other people to do it. I go, maybe he's a problem, but who's better? Who's a better Indian animated character in the last 30 years? I've been to India twice and talked about the Simpsons in front of audiences. That's why this took me by surprise. I know Indians are not the same as Indian Americans. Holy what? shit. There is so much in there. So first of all, to say that you agree 99% with someone politically, but you just disagree on racism and racist caricatures. Especially it's like, as being the white guy in the scenario. Yes. Like as the white person, when Indian and Indian American people tell you that your character is racist, you sit down because your character's racist. Yeah. You as the white person don't get don't get to say a he's not racist. He is racist because the people of the race that you're pretending to portray are telling you it's racist. And also B, I don't care if you like this character. I like that character. I grew up on that character. I can also acknowledge that character is extremely racist and mm-hmm. needs to go. And like, also being like, well, is anybody doing a better one? Like Fuck you. Yeah. Like, what? It's so strange. How how does that matter? I mean, honestly, it just reminded me of there's a a moment in The Simpsons where Grandpa uh, Simpson, who's the curmudgeon, like the most curmudgeon-y character on the show, is uh, on the front page of a newspaper shaking his fist at the sky and it says, old man yells at clouds. And people occasionally use that meme when they're like making fun of someone who's being a big curmudgeon or complaining about like the kids these days. So it's so ironic to me that we've now come full circle where Matt Groening is the old man yelling at the clouds yeah. and is unaware of it. And it's just like, oh, people just want to be outraged. That's my favorite thing that people who don't want to engage in an intellectual debate say. Yeah. They're like, you just want to be mad. 
Are I you would fucking love to kidding? not be mad. Yeah, are you fucking kidding me? Nobody wants to be mad. I Hari doesn't want to talk about somewhere, this. Like, yeah. like Hari's a comedian. He wants to talk about other shit. He did not want to have this fight. He's not having a good time having this fight. He just, like, I don't want to speak for him, obviously, but I imagine he thought it was important and he felt he had something valuable to say, but mm-hmm. he's not having fun being mad about it, yeah. you know? Um, and also, I don't think, like... When you say, oh, you're just mad about something, it's very dismissive. It's like how men used to say to women, you're being hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Hari's necessarily mad. I think he's hurt. I think Indians and Indian Americans who watch The Simpsons and are fans of that show are hurt by the racist portrayal of it. But to just dismiss them as being mad to be mad is like, you're not having a conversation in good faith. Yeah. At that point. Um, So before we move into the newsy section, do you have any uh, recce recs you want to give everyone? Yeah. um, I, let's see, I watched I, Tanya for the first time. What did you think? Um, I really enjoyed the movie. Cool. I liked the storytelling. Um, I thought it was very compelling. And I like, I like the kind of postmodern, um, look at the camera, play with the concept of truth and, like, perspective. Yes, very um, cool. Very interesting. And, like, the – I, because I was such a young child, I don't remember it happening. I remember people talking about it at, like, the next Olympics because I was into figure skating, obviously, obviously, as a little girl in the 90s. Did you um, do any skating? No. I mean, we'd go to a skate rink near our house occasionally, but my parents could only pay for, like, one type of lessons for us um and they chose swimming because it could save our lives at some point (laughs) smart um i i skated briefly um i forget the what the the tiers are called but there's like beta but whatever it is i got to the second level and then i quit Mm -hmm. just just a little story about me and figure skating in case anyone was curious i also broke my ankle skating oh no so, uh, yes, I love the style of I, Tanya. Um, oh, shit, I'm spacing. Yeah, I thought it was really, like, just digging into, like, the classism and abusive dynamics and everything. I thought it was just a really fascinating movie. Yeah, and, like, you know, there's been some criticism of, of how true it is and, you know, how Tanya Harding portrays her role in uh, the the attack on Nancy Kerrigan, I think you could, you know, but that's, that's all up for debate. And also, like, I mean, that's partly why they chose to tell the story the way they told it, right. though, because truth does get to be a slippery concept when you have three different people telling you three different versions. Sure. Um, and Margot Robbie's performance is bananas. I know she I, like, I she she's probably be... should have won the Oscar for it. Like, if we're gonna be real in terms of. I don't know. Like, I think she's definitely one of those actresses that's going to be around for a long time and turn out in so. Like, so many. She does get pigeonholed a lot because she's incredibly good looking mm-hmm. as like hot girl in the movie. But yeah. she's a legitimately good actress, which I think is like I, she probably hoped that this movie would kind of break yeah, her out about I hope a bit. So. Uh, and Sebastian Stan and Allison Janney mm-hmm. are great in yep. it. Yeah. Um, it's a really good movie. If you guys haven't seen it, I would check it out. Of course, trigger warnings for uh, domestic violence. Yeah. Because they, you know. And they also do the dumb thing where the fat character is eating every time he's on screen. Sure. Which you know, like, I hate. <laughs> like fat people always do. You know how fat people are just constantly eating and that's all they do? It's oh, just like boy. such casual, like, fat hate. Fat phobia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, there he goes again. Just might as well have like a tuba playing the whole time. Uh, so I, Tanya, mm-hmm. anything else um, you watched or have been listening to or read? Um, I mean, I just started listening to Hole for the first time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to the sisterhood. Yeah. Uh, Hole was one of my go-to angry. And uh, Faith is late for things again. Rock bands in like the 90s. Uh, yeah. They're great, though. Yeah. They're awesome. Um. Uh yeah, how about you? Anything? <sighs> what anything am I doing? New? I'm watching. Oh my god! So, if you guys listened to the Marathon Citizen Radio episode we did as our last episodes, <laughs> um, Charles was on, but Charles brought his friends Chris and Will wasn't there. He just brought Chris, but Chris's partner Will and I uh, share Rex on Twitter. And he messaged me the other night and he was like, oh, my God, Allison, have you seen this show? 
Australia's Best Homes, I think it's called. And there's different versions of this show because I've seen the UK version of this. But basically, it's three, I guess they're judges. Um, one's an interior designer, one's an architect, and the other is also an interior designer, I think. But they go around Australia to Australia's quote-unquote best homes and uh, basically people get to like call in and vote on what they think the best homes are. So like by the time we get it on Netflix, <laughs> they've already voted. But oh yeah, it's called I Own Australia's Best Home. So he's that like... That sounds really cool. Okay. So he goes, <laughs> he writes me, I don't think he'll care. I'm reading his DM, but he goes, it's porn, Australian accents, a dad of a designer, woof, which is true, the... <laughs> Designer's so hot. No stakes. These people already own the homes. They're gorgeous. And they just kind of go on about pretty things and living life. The only danger is the extreme jealousy and the chance of me <laughs> buying several lottery tickets. But it is 100% true. Like, these homes are... And it, I think it's extra fun because it's Australia. So there's wildly different homes because mm -hmm. the landscape of Australia is so diverse. So there's like one home in the bush mm -hmm. that's very like, um, it looks like an industrial shed on the outside. And then on the inside, it's this beautiful home. Uh, and then there's like a very old mansion that they go to. Um, and yeah, they're just like very, very different homes. That reminds me of a couple wrecks. Oh, yeah. That I should give. Um, if any of you are familiar with the uh, Tumblr site, McMansion Hell. Oh, no. It's so funny. Oh, my it's God. It's this um, woman, like, she's in her early mid-20s or whatever, but she just snarks on these um, incredibly disgusting McMansions. Yeah. And it's, like, very class conscious, very funny. If you don't know what a McMansion is, it's, it's, it's what... A mansion that new money builds. Yeah. So, like, um, really tacky, inappropriate for, like, the area giant homes mm -hmm. that just stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also, just just go on Zillow and look at houses sometime. Just uh, do it. I mean, <laughs> it's my this, favorite. This is a fun way to torture yourself if you live in a city. Go on Zillow and see what house you could buy with the as a and get a mortgage with how mm -hmm. much you pay in rent per month yeah so and then yeah set it to nothing under two million <laughs> yes. and check out the real high-end shit right it gets insane it, it gets insane and depressing <laughs> but guys speaking of depressing it's that time of the show oh no let's all hold hands and cry here is your bad news bad news sorry guys i gotta do it so where do i want to start okay trump oh man so we talked a lot about uh, helsinki and that disastrous press conference in which trump threw the entire intelligence community under the bus and said he did does not believe that Russia had any interference in the 2016 U.S. election. And then we talked about how there was a huge backlash from not just the left, but a lot of Republicans, too. Oh, yeah. That the president essentially committed treason. And so now Trump had to say something because the backlash was so great. So he comes out with the dumbest excuse I have ever heard for anything and said that he misspoke. And he said, in a key sentence in my remarks, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia. <clears throat> so then he said it was sort of a double negative. Yeah, it was kind of a double negative. So, I mean, you just have to think that your base is a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. I mean, that, or that there's literally no other possible way to explain your way out of it. Yeah. I, that's I surprising to me, like, too. I'm like, that's the best they could come up with. I mean, really? Really? I don't know. I mean, I think also he had just buried himself so deep because this isn't the first time. That wasn't the first time he had made excuses for Putin and Russia. Mm -hmm. So maybe that was the only card they had left to play, which is like, you just misspoke. Um, so then watching like Sarah Huckabee Sanders defend this bullshit in front of the press and the press just being like, do you think we're fucking stupid? Mm -hmm. I mean, like if I was a 
truly hardcore Trump supporter, just at what point would you be offended because you're like, oh, you think I'm an idiot? Yeah, yeah. But like they just I mean, at the Democrats same time, so much it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah. What point are they going to get to enough cognitive dissonance that their I, I don't brain think doesn't ever? I honestly it. like. I used to wonder that. Where I'm like, because sometimes you'll hear somebody be... you agree with say yeah. something, and you're like, oh, they definitely misspoke. Like they said, sure. like they accidentally said the wrong word. Yeah. Um, but like, at some point, the actions don't line up, and it's just. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I used to think that there had to be a moment where it would be a bridge too far and Trump supporters would turn on him. But if you look at the polling right now of people who support Trump, they overwhelmingly support how he's handling Russia. So, like, they don't care. And th- I think the reason they think that is they're just like, yeah, it's owning the libs. Yeah. That's all they yeah. care about. Uh, so a day after... He makes this ridiculous statement. He reaffirms his confidence in the U.S. intelligence agencies. He once again rejects their findings. (laughs) He told reporters on Wednesday that he did not believe Russia was continuing to target the U.S. as Director of National Intelligence Dan Coates suggested last week. We're doing very well, Trump said, probably as well as anybody has ever done with Russia. There's been no president ever as tough as I have been on Russia, (laughs) which is just hilarious to me. Like, he can't even believe that. I mean, I think he I think he lives in a world where if he says it, it's true. Yeah. Like just by asserting no one else has ever been so tough on Russia, then I said it. It must be true. Yeah, you might be right. I mean, he if he's that severely and like his supporters will believe it. So, yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk about, um, the Magnitsky Act because there's a very interesting article at Mother Jones about, you know, there's a lot of theories about why is Trump colluding with Russia? And for the longest time, people have been like financial reasons because, you know, he, he does business in Russia. He's Mm -hmm. a businessman. Um, Putin is infamous for hooking up his rich friends with sweet business deals sweetheart Mm -hmm. deals, stuff like that. So um, this theory uh, dovetails with that. It is uh, the Magnitsky Act theory is um, named after Russian tax accountant Sergei Magnitsky, who discovered a $230 million fraud among Russian tax officials back in 2009. So this was a huge story when it broke in Russia. Magnitsky was arrested, obviously, (laughs) because Putin did not like the fact that he revealed that Putin and his rich friends were exploiting a huge loophole in the Russian tax code. Mm -hmm. And whistleblowers being arrested. Whoever heard of that? (laughs) Right. You know, wild, wild stuff. So there was also um, there was an effort to close. Hey, Desi, to close this loophole. In Russia, there was also an effort to do that in the UK as well. But um, so what Putin said about this is, um, oh, let me back up before I get into all of that. So a couple things about this. Um, Trump and Putin have this secret two-hour meeting with no aides present. And there was a lot of questioning about like what could they have been talking about? Um, so the theory is that they were talking about the Magnitsky Act, uh, which the Russians urgently want to repeal, but it was also about getting dirt on Hillary Clinton. Okay, so what dirt could they have? It's also related to the Magnitsky Act because this list of very rich elites came out um, about people who benefited from this. So one of the things that they discovered was that this guy, um, Browder is his name, um, let me get his full name. Uh, do do Hi, Desi. Uh, Bill Browder was one of the people on the list, and so Putin said business associates of Mr. Browder have earned over 1.5 billion dollars in Russia. They never paid any taxes, neither in Russia nor in the United States, and yet the money escaped the country. They were transferred to the United States. They sent huge amounts of money, $400 million, as a contribution to the campaign of Hillary Clinton. 
So the theory is that in this meeting uh, at Trump Tower, they were talking about the Magnitsky Act in terms of not closing the loophole and allowing like Putin and his rich friends, including Trump, to benefit from this rigged tax system. And mm -hmm. also, in the same breath, here's some dirt on Hillary Clinton. So to me, I'm like, that sounds really likely. It's definitely an interesting, interesting sequence of events. It also just shows how rich people, regardless of political class, fuck everyone. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> they all take advantage of the same yep. uh, tax system. That's, I mean, that's somewhat of what I find a little frustrating about um, how everyone's everyone's talking about, like, things being treasonous and stuff. I'm like, yeah. we're literally betrayed by the elites in our, like the people of America are sure. betrayed every single day. It's not that the political machinations aren't important because mm. it is. Um, but yeah, this kind of fuckery like is like the fact that we're getting financially screwed and they're just moving around billions of dollars for funsies. Yeah. We do need worries like me a little bit more than like, who's like closer with Russia what yeah what state is doing yeah what? I mean what we really need is like a what would like a um, economic bill of rights where because we don't have that codified into any sort of United States law where it's like the rich are not allowed to crush the poor <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like we do need that codified. That that would be a good law to have, especially yeah. in a system like capitalism that is designed for the rich to crush the poor. Because we've always lived in this, you know, system that caters to property owners. Mm -hmm. So I mean, from the foundation of the country, it was basically like rich people are first in line. So we just don't have that as part of our law. Um, we have certain things like debtors' prisons are supposed to be illegal, but they're really not. <laughs> you know, like stuff yeah. like that. Um, but we need like a, a broader law put in place where the rich are not allowed to privatize certain things mm -hmm. and they're not allowed to crush the poor. Yeah. From the perspective of the state, it would make more sense because people like me are not going to care about the state if it doesn't care about me. So yeah, like it, it would mean, make sense for them to, the thing is there's so many place. people who don't care about the state, the conservatives who are just like, we should abolish the state. The state is unnecessary because they get everything they need. Yeah. So they're kind of like, fuck the state that that's kind of the issue with that. Um, their whole goal is to strip the state of so many services that people like you and me are like, fuck the state because the state can't help us mm -hmm. um they would love that you know then they'd be like yeah see so let's get rid of taxes and stuff like that so we can keep all of our money and you get nothing and we're like all right uh <laughs> well fuck that <laughs> yeah yeah uh so i wanted to talk about uh judge brett kavanaugh who is well on his way to becoming a supreme court justice so because he's under a lot of scrutiny right now, all of the sordid, horrifying details about shit that he's said in the past is coming out. And the latest little um, sound clip that came uh, out about him is that two years ago, he expressed his desire to overturn a three-decade-old Supreme Court ruling upholding the constitutionality of an independent council. Oh, <laughs> so interesting. why is that bad right now, guys? Interesting that he would uh, pick that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have an independent council happening right now, led by Robert Mueller, who is looking into um, accusations of collusion between Trump and Russia and Russian meddling in the 2016 election. Uh, which I'll remind everyone, Trump lost the popular vote, but won the electoral college. So we have an incredibly unpopular president who didn't win a majority of American votes uh, in one of the most contentious elections in American history, mm -hmm. possibly installed by the Russian government in the White House. So that's happening right now. Uh, that investigation. So it would be a pretty big fucking deal if the next Supreme Court justice appointed to the court believes that um, it is unconstitutional to have an independent counsel. Yeah. 
kind of an issue. Especially because the court has gotten so political. Mm-hmm. So divided. Yeah. Yeah. It, this is the most divided the court's ever been. I think it's fair to say that. Um, so before I run out of time, I also wanted to talk about the uh, year anniversary just happened of Eric Garner. Uh, wasn't it the four year? Was it four year? Oh, maybe I didn't mean year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean four year. Uh, and oh, God, time. Uh, the anniversary of him being killed um, by an NYPD officer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is true. I wanted to give it as an update on the show. I have seen reports. Let me see if he walked it back yet. Um, that the officer uh, who killed Eric Garner might finally have charges brought against him. Because he wasn't, he was only placed on like desk duty. That was the only penalty he faced yes, for which there was choking a, a man to death. Outrage about for that. no reason. Yes, I, he was selling Lucy cigarettes. Yeah, so clearly deserved to die. Um, and so just to update everyone in case you weren't keeping track of the story, Eric Garner died four years ago, but also uh, his daughter Erica Garner also died. Yeah, um, she died more recently. More recently. And then Ramsey uh, Orta, the guy who uh, shot the video of Eric Garner being killed by the officer, uh, was weirdly uh, sent stalked. Sent to Rikers or well, something? Well, before that, they stalked him and his family and were like watching them, when I say they, the NYPD, mm-hmm. harassed him, and then they arrested him on a weapons charge, and he's in Rikers right now. Uh, so basically ruined his life yep. for filming this. Um, so let me see if there's been an update on it. What? That's not what I wanted, Internet. Don't you love when your computer doesn't work? Um, but so obviously, like, supporters of um, Eric Garner and his family have been asking for um, justice for a really long time, mm-hmm. um, any kind of accountability. Um, so, oh, yeah, here it is. Do-do-do. So were they... Thinking about bringing charges? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to find right now. Maybe he deleted um, it? Ugh, guys, God. Uh, yeah, I think there were rumors that they were finally going to press charges, but I don't know if that is true or if that was just a rumor because the anniversary just happened. Yeah, what kind of statute of limitations is on that? It's a good question. I don't know, and I don't know if they're different. Um, for cops? For cops, right. yeah. Uh, Daniel Pantaleo was the officer. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is from the New York Daily News. Uh, he will be the subject of an NYPD discipline process. Is This is from like two hours ago. Okay. Um, a department official said the proceedings against officer Daniel Pantaleo and Sergeant Kizzy Adonis will start within the next few days. Okay. The NYPD previously said it would begin in September. The timeline changed, the official explained, because the Justice Department said they had no objection to the move. In the past, the NYPD claimed it was waiting for justice to conclude its own probe before taking action. Okay. Um, Pantaleo is expected to be charged with using a banned chokehold and Adonis with failure to supervise. They have both been on desk duty since the incident and could lose their jobs if found guilty. But by the way, that whole time they've been collecting a salary. Yeah. So and they're not they're not being charged for killing him just for like using an illegal using the illegal chokehold, chokehold. And not supervising correctly right. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's still not like it's it's better than like them losing their jobs is better than nothing. It's better than just like desk leave, but it's still I also don't uh, believe not the maximum that they should be facing. Yeah. I also don't believe that we were waiting for the Justice Department bullshit. I think it was, we were trying to kick the can down the road for as long as we could, but these protesters won't leave us alone. Yeah. And his family won't shut the fuck up about it. So I guess we'll do something. <laughs> That's the only way you force their hand. You make enough yeah. noise where they can't ignore you, and then they're like, fuck, fine, all right. Um, but yeah, I, these two killed a dude, and 
them losing their job is like a slap on the wrist. Yeah. You got away with murder. You you got a desk job from murdering someone. You arguably got a cushier job. Like yeah. you don't actually have to do beats anymore and like walk around all day. You get to sit at your desk and do like paperwork. <laughs> Like, fuck you, Jesus. Yep. Like, it, the ripple effect of this, like I said, Erica dying. And I, I do believe that, like, the stress of her father dying probably contributed to her dying. Yeah, because it was, like, of some kind of stress-related illness, yeah, right? Yeah, so, like, the ripple effect of this, like, Ramsey Orta's life is destroyed. All, his whole family's lives are destroyed. Like, it's still going. Like, the NYPD mm-hmm. is still destroying lives. And Daniel Pantaleo got a fucking desk job uncool that's my summary uncool yeah guys it's that time of the episode jump up and down with joy here is your good news first Good news item. All I right. Wanted to Although arguably the last bad news item was actually kind of a good news item. It was. We segued into good news. Yes. Which is appropriate. You got, you got extra. Because <laughs> now we're in a good news section. So I wanted to shout out the protesters who are occupying Lafayette Park um, against uh, protesting Trump. They've been there for three nights so far, I believe. Um, Maybe four nights by the time you guys listen to this, unless they've been kicked out. Uh, Is Lafayette Park... It's outside the White House. Okay. Um, And they started gathering there in response to the disastrous Helsinki summit. And they are protesting the comments on... Trump's comments on Russian meddling in U.S. elections. Um... So NBC spoke with um, these demonstrations, I should say, were organized by Clinton political advisor Adam uh, Parkomenko. I'm sure that's not how it's pronounced. He said that people are looking for a vehicle to voice their opposition. I think people are tired of this and they're coming out and making their voice heard. So, uh, yeah, that's my only caveat to this. Like, obviously, there's a lot of independent protesters who went of their own volition, but Mm -hmm. organized by a Clinton political aide. So keep that in mind. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I heard about it originally and I was like, oh, you know, it it just seemed like a protest at first. But now they're they're calling it an occupation. So we will see. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah, interesting development. Any opposition is good opposition, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So also, uh, we were talked about the growing backlash um, from Democrats and Republicans against uh, Trump's treasonous. You know what it is? It was light treason. <laughs> he committed some light treason, uh, and. But I've sort of been like waiting for someone to make a meaningful statement about like, okay, you've now accused the president of being treasonous and dot, yeah. dot, dot. So Texas Democrat Beto O'Rourke said that Trump should be impeached over the Russian comments. And as far as I know, I could be wrong about this. I don't think uh, Beto's the first one, but it got a lot of headlines that this mm-hmm. was actually a Democrat um a house of representatives member calling for the impeachment of trump yeah i think a lot of people were kind of waiting for whatever uh muller's investigation turns up because i think impeachment's been on people's mind for a while let's do it now (laughs) yeah like i in my mind only more supporting evidence is going to come out (laughs) but yeah maybe the responsible path because let's not forget guys um he is uh, halfway through his term. Yeah. So he has been fucking up at an amazing pace. So there is still plenty of time for mm-hmm. a full independent counsel investigation and impeachment proceedings because and shit has gotten so wild so fast. I mean, if they, like, if they, here's ideal scenario there's impeachment proceedings going on long enough that Mike Pence doesn't have any time to have power because Uh, like the election will come up and some Democrat will get voted in. Like that's kind of my 
yes dream scenario oh where like trump doesn't get to get anything done and yet mike pence never gets to take power i mean the thing is like trump has already done so much damage yeah like, for sure they've accomplished a lot of conservative fantasy wish list stuff already mm -hmm. so he is unraveling at an amazing pace but also they have been successful in the sense that they have shoved through some incredibly extreme right legislation which they, is what's super got important the to vote in the midterms yeah i mean year. the supreme court's done that that we lost that we, that is something that democrats sh and people on the left should have fought way harder for when it we could have done something. Yeah, fucking Democrats shouldn't have rolled over and played dead when Obama had a chance. I to, mean, that's why I'm like, if like, anyone's looking to the Democrats to like <laughs> save anyone, <laughs> it's like absolutely not. They we they've shown us time and time again who they are, and it's you know either collaborators or spineless. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, and they sort of fluctuate between those two. Um, but yeah, that that is not to say don't vote. That's to say vote for people who will actually stand up for things that you. Which is in why as well. primaries are super important, exactly. so that you get people on the Democrat ticket that yes. are further left and challenging some of these fucking fossils like Diane Feinstein is yeah. really aggressively like challenged by Kevin DeLeon, which is great. But like everybody, like Pelosi, like all mm -hmm. of them have to be really aggressively challenged. Everybody's losing their shit over um, what's his face, Joe Crowley losing to a uh, cortez yeah cortez um and I'm like you fucking spineless twats like yeah, that's you're, what you you're all just get. like no we're gonna be less powerful now i'm like really no i i would rather have someone like cortez who absolutely is, who actually trying has to frame as being but like a leftist extremist which she's not and also to say that like people in the midwest won't get her is so fucking insulting to people in the yeah. Midwest. Like, by the way, I used to live in the Midwest. I know a lot of people uh, still who live in the Midwest and they fully believe in what she was talking about. Like, people should have access to health care. Also, a lot of Midwest states go blue all the time. Yeah, you idiots. Well, maybe they fucking forgot that, which is why they fucked up during, during 2016 yeah. and lost Midwestern states like that Michigan. previously went blue to fucking yeah. Trump. Michigan never goes red. Misinformed bullshit like this yeah. where it's like what was the last time nancy pelosi went to michigan like when <laughs> well she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about yeah why does anyone listen to her anyway um <laughs> so james comey speaking of unlikely uh i won't even say allies because fuck the fbi and fuck james comey yeah but interesting update nonetheless uh former fbi director and longtime republican hmm? james comey has now urged Americans to vote for Democrats in November. <laughs> I just love that this guy prided himself so much on being apolitical and then did the most political thing he could do right before the election, which was make the emails thing a big deal. Yeah. Then feign surprise that he had an enormous impact on the 2016 election. And, and now he's like, I fucked up, yeah, vote I fucked Democrat. Up, I, fucked up, I fucked up, I'm sorry. So uh, he tweeted... This Republican Congress has proven incapable of fulfilling the founder's design that ambition must counteract ambition. Um, all who believe in this country's values must vote for Democrats this fall. History has its eyes on us. Ooh, somebody just saw Hamilton. <laughs> what if that's what inspired him? He's like, damn, that was a good musical. I'm going to vote Democrat. <laughs> so uh, it makes sense, though, because Trump, uh, like I said, through the intelligence community under the bus mm -hmm. during the Helsinki summit. A lot of people in the FBI are extremely pissed off about it. Um, and I understand why. Again, not being a fan of the FBI. The FBI is a terrorist organization and should be abolished. There. No one tweet me. Um, <laughs> but I get why people who work in the intelligence services would be extremely pissed off about this. Yeah, they, for sure. A lot of them do not like Trump, are not a fan of Trump, truly believe that he colluded with Russia because they have access to the intelligence. So they really believe it and see him as a threat to the United States. Um, but so, I mean, it makes sense. But also I'm like, fuck you, James Comey. Fuck you, buddy. Yep. All of that. <laughs> uh, so do you remember a while ago? Oh, uh, honey, I know all about this abortion pill reversal right. thing. Because She's, she real sassy about it. The protesters at the um, at the fucking clinic in North Carolina when I was escorting would fucking surround people's cars as they were leaving 
and after taking because it's like a two so the abortion pill it's like two pills you take one um and in north carolina it differs by state they require that you take it with a doctor in the room Mm -hmm. um and then you go home and you take the second one later Mm -hmm. um which first of all is stupid because it starts like all the cramping and stuff and you don't want to be driving home like that that's so dangerous yeah um so anyway, they would take the first pill, come out, go to their cars, and the protesters would like surround their cars and be like, "You can reverse it. You can reverse it. It's not too late." Oh, like God, yeah, like shoving the disgusting signs with the dissected fetuses like up against the car windows. Cool. It was horrifying. And this is legal. Yep. Cool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there was a lot of uh, hubbub over the abortion pill reversal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anti-choice fanatics held it up as an uh, as proof that you know, or another way to deter, like Faith said, people from seeking yep. abortion, even if you've already been like pressured right. into it, which is what they always say. Nobody so, like, can make a choice themselves. Right. <laughs> from the get-go, pro-choice advocates have been like this pill thing is bullshit and the science behind it is really shaky but of course facts don't matter because it's 2018 but update to the story george delgado the san diego doctor who is still trying to make abortion reversal a thing just had a study withdrawn for ethical issues (laughs) shocking weird shocking interesting in may (laughs) jezebel posted about a delgado study published in the journal issues in law and medicine looking at 754 patients between 2012 to 2016 who called a U.S. hotline after uh, they had just taken Mifepristone? Mifepristone? Mifepristone is the first drug in the two-step medical abortion process, which then includes uh, misoprostol. Uh, Women were then referred to doctors who then gave them a hormone called uh, progesterone, Oh, God. Progesterone? Progesterone, yeah. Which prepares the uterine tissues for pregnancy, according to the Washington Post coverage of the study. Over 500 patients took uh, progesterone, and 257 of them went on to have live births, leaving Delgado to conclude that you can use progesterone to stop medical abortions safely, despite the fact that these uh, women did not correctly complete their abortions anyway since it's a two-step process. So, like, yeah, you don't abort if you don't complete the abortion process. Yeah. Uh, duh. Unsurprisingly, the study has just been withdrawn, BuzzFeed News reports, after the University of San Diego launched an investigation between two co-authors of the paper... Uh, because two co-authors of the paper were employed by the university. Additionally, there was ambiguous wording regarding the involvement of the school's ethics board and the implication that they reviewed and approved the entire study, which they did not. Also, it can, like, if you know, even that study, only half of the women um, who took the treatment, like, had live births, which would... Like it's not because it's not safe to try to stop doing it halfway through because sure. the risk of like birth defects or aborting anyway mm-hmm. is astronomically high. Right. Um, so yeah, the entire like the fact that they pressure people to into trying to do this in like the hopes that they might save some of the babies is so sick. disgusting sick and super not sick. medically sound yeah uh who would have thought that this guy's a quack whose uh study got pulled you know weird oh please believe women when they tell you things <laughs> yeah uh, guys it's pretty pretty easy i don't know why it's so complicated and has been so complicated throughout all of human history mm-hmm. Um, But speaking of badass women organizing, Spain is now proposing a yes means yes sexual consent law after the gang rape of a teen. Um, So there was a huge outcry recently in Spain because a court decided last month to release five men on bail who were convicted (laughs) of sexually abusing an 18-year-old woman. Um, so now Spain, the like backlash to that was so huge. They're actually reevaluating the legal definition of consent. Um, cool. That's a good. law proposed by Spain's new socialist government <laughs> in which women outnumber men, which is great, nice. <laughs> states that consent must be given explicitly, according to a report from The Guardian. 
The law would mean that the Spanish government would no longer rely on the presence or absence of no, quote unquote, in determining whether a sexual encounter counts as rape. In short, Spain seems to be coming around to the idea that yes means yes. And that mm -hmm. sex with a person who stays silent or who does not resist is therefore considered rape, which is huge. Yep. Thanks, socialists. Thanks, women. <laughs> Thanks, women socialists. Yes. Consent is important. Uh, yes. Um, and, you know, like, there's still going to be problems with, um, you know, like, even that could potentially have some uh, issues of people can be coerced into mm -hmm. saying yes when they don't mean yes. I mean, there's a lot of, like, education that will have to go along with it because it's just not like consent is just not part of the culture sure. in the way that it should be sure um, like everywhere like everywhere yeah like here in the united states right as well. i'm not i'm not saying specifically spain I'm sure, saying everywhere. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but mostly my good news is can we please give it up for the socialist the new socialist president uh or i'm sorry prime minister of spain Pedro Sanchez, and what a beautiful man he is. <laughs> My God, he is a tall, dark, handsome socialist who has surrounded himself with a majority women party. What the hell? Good job, Spain. Nice. I just literally have up on my Google browser right now a page of photos of Pedro <laughs> Sanchez. He's so hot. <laughs> He dreamy. Listen, he might be hugely problematic in a little bit. They all are, right? All politicians are all eventually. Uh, but right now, he's a hot socialist <laughs> surrounded by hot socialist ladies. Sexy, sexy politics in Spain right now. Mm, love it. Good news. Uh, yes. Before we go, Faith, is there anything you're looking forward to or that you've seen or overheard in the city uh, that, I don't know, made you smile. This is kind of the opposite, oh, okay. but I live by a school. Great. Congratulations. So every day for hours, there are children outside sure. just randomly screaming. Do you love the laughter of just children so screaming much? And screaming. Do you love it? Um, but yesterday, okay. they stopped screaming and all began to chant together. What? For like 10 minutes. What were they chanting? chanting. I couldn't terrifying. hear. I couldn't hear what they were chanting. Oh my God. Um, also, I don't know if it was in English. It was. A, it's a heavily Spanish neighborhood, so okay. it could have been in Spanish, which is why <gasps> I didn't what understand it. What if they're starting it. the uprising? I don't know. What if it starts with the children? And then, like, some a couple of adults like tried to stop them, <gasps> and the kids like quieted down and then started chanting again. Oh my god! What if they're organizing? I'm like, what if it was like Norma Ray, but on the playground? It, it sounded like they were trying to raise a demon type <gasps> chanting. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, it was terrifying. You immediately need to investigate that because I need to know what the hell's going on. Yes. That is um, so wild. Yeah. So that's my weird story. I'm trying to think if I had anything or something that I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to getting furniture. Like my yeah. goals and expectations are so low right now that when I get my couch in here, I'm going to cry. Um, so that's been my deal. Um, yeah. That's, that's coming up pretty soon, right? It is. I got a frantic email from, because I'm uh, subleasing my old place, mm -hmm. and I got an email from the property company that's like, uh, you're moving in like 10 days, and we need to get somebody in here, which should be very scary, because if I don't get someone in my old apartment, I'm also on the hook for that month's rent, mm -hmm. which will suck. But just seeing the number 10 days, I was like, oh, yes, yes. I'm going to have my furniture in 10 mm -hmm. days. Guys, value your furniture. You don't know how uh, yes. precious it is. Oh, no, this isn't loading. I was going to bring up because Eric is on tour right now. Yes. Um, I was going to bring up the tour dates. And By the way, is not does he know he just like loading. fucked me out of a co-host? Did he even consider me for a second when he was like, I'm going to go travel for like a month. <laughs> I was like, cool, well, dude. Well, you know I'm always available. Yes. No, that's true. Not as funny as him, but I, I make mean, do. he has his moments, but... <laughs> Yeah, this is not loading, but if you are in, um, I think they're going to Chicago and mm -hmm. Wisconsin. That sounds right. Um, just like the, over the weekend. So check out either the Facebook page or the Instagram for Vajra Temple. Or no, I think it's just Vajra on 
Facebook, V-A-J-R-A. I remember it because it's like vagina. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Vajra Temple on Instagram. Hell yeah. Um, Check them out. They will have those dates and the I locations. I will lose it if a light treason listener goes to Eric's yes. concert oh and my finds God. Eric and is like, I listen to light treason news and that's how I know yes. you. Yes. Uh, Do it, guys. It's happened before. It's always amazing. Um. Guys, please follow Faith on Twitter at Bohemian Faith. Also, I have a Patreon. Go support her yes. Patreon where she posts excellent writing. And please go to lighttreason.news. Hit that donate button so Do we it, can guys. keep going. And guys, thank you for all the ongoing support, all of the nice words about the show. You guys are the best. Oh, Desi's throwing oh, up no. to mark the end of the show. And guys, if you have any thoughts about anything we've talked about today, hashtag light trees and news. Guys, have a wonderful day. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. <laughs> <laughs>